Welcome to the Fetish School, where naughty is nice. This podcast is designed for anyone new to the lifestyle, curious, or is just seeking ideas to explore. This show includes explicit sexual references suitable for mature audiences over the age of 18. Listener discretion is advised. Here at the Fetish School, we hope to demystify, normalize, and enhance the exploration of the world of kink, fetishes, and BDSM. Today's episode will highlight accepting your kink. So please take notes, keep an open mind, and most importantly, have fun. Classes in session. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Fetish School. I am your hostess, Mistress D, and today we will talk a bit more about accepting your kink. So in previous episodes, we've highlighted how to identify your kink. We've given you a bit of terminology on how to initiate movement within the kink lifestyle. Um, But in doing that, I had to consider, you know, there are people who have kinks and fetishes. And before they can do any of that, you know, as far as meeting anyone or uh, going out to enjoy the fetish, acceptance has to occur first. And that's with self. So I wanted to dedicate this episode to exactly that, which is accepting your kink. Now we live in a, a very interesting world. Um, it's full of judgment, fears and criticism. You know, anything you say, do, tweet, post, share, you know, it can it can be used to shame you, guilt you, or worse, harm you. Now, the good news is the world of kink and BDSM does not tolerate any of the before mentioned. We celebrate integrity, discretion, freedom, liberation, and inclusion. The kink and BDSM lifestyle um, is sex positive. It's about enjoyment. It's about consent and it's about pleasure. But some people might struggle to enjoy these benefits because of their own mental blockades or the possible criticism or judgment of others. I mean, it could honestly be a history of religion. There are a number of reasons why someone would be reluctant or hesitant to accept or suppress their kink. So we want to get into that with this episode. And and coming out of that, you'll be able to develop a personal acceptance We have an ICE method that we created here at the Fetish School. So you can use the ICE method to walk the path of acceptance for your kink. You can share. We'll give you ideas and tips on sharing your kink if you have an existing partner and what to do if sharing that kink with your partner is met with rejection or judgment. So we hope to have a great show for you today. Um, But before we get started... I'd like to share a personal story about my acceptance into kink. Stay tuned. Accepting my kink or any fetishes associated with my sexual lifestyle, the acceptance of that was quite the journey. It was a process. At the time I discovered my kinks or my interest in the BDSM lifestyle. 
uh, was working in corporate America and thriving. And there was an image to behold. I encountered tons of stress, as you can imagine. And in addition to, you know, behavioral therapy, there was something missing. I didn't have an outlet. Um, I didn't necessarily have a hobby other than reading. And so something that um, I would say kept me, kept kept the fire burning. Um, I didn't have that. And so I would process, you know, life in a very professional way, very standard. And so whenever I would have thoughts of, coloring outside the line when it comes to you know sexual expression I I refrain from doing that because of the the image uh that I I had outside of the lifestyle but as time went on I the desire to participate in the lifestyle the mystique behind it it intrigued me to such a point uh I went head first I tore the internet apart you know, article after article looking, I tried to find, you know, certain videos um, that were, you know, obviously tasteful in content, but a bit maybe educational, maybe something on YouTube where someone's talking about a particular topic. This shit does not exist. Like the good quality stuff did not exist. And so I, you know, I ran out of options there were no videos. There was not a lot of literature out there um, that would satisfy me, honestly. Um, I wasn't interested in getting into any forums. And hell, at that point, I didn't know about any of them. So I I just, I, I don't know. I, I was like, at this point, I don't think it's worth it. Maybe I'll ignore it. Um, and when I say it, you're like, well, what is she referring to? My desire to dress up. Um, whether it be in lace or satin or latex um, and be, you know, dominant or, um, you know, creating a scene with myself and a partner or just, you know, enjoying the voyeurism of it all or even the exhibitionism of it all. I had no way of enjoying that. Um, And so, being at home online was not going to satisfy that. You know, I wanted to become actually active in it, but it was such a quiet lifestyle. Um, it was, it was honestly for me, it was, it was tough to get into, um, especially living in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, but as I got into it, I, I did realize that this world totally exists and it was not as hidden as I thought. Um, there are vetting systems in place, which, you know, helps keep the community safe. Um, but yeah, I was, I was kind of lost, uh, originally. And again, the battle in my head was, you know, do I explore this? You know, what happens if I run, run into a coworker? What happens if I run into one of my mom's church friends or a neighbor? Because it's one thing to do it at home, but to go out and about and do it, totally terrified to do it. So I battled with these thoughts for weeks, maybe months. I think maybe I totally put it away, but the desire to participate, the curiosity I had to explore the world of BDSM really 
haunted me in a good way it was it was it was almost as if freedom was lurking around the corner and I I chose to stay in my box so I definitely um it took a while for me to accept it because those fears and those thoughts would come to mind um and you know the last thing I wanted is for my kinky skeletons to fall out of my closet so for a long while I did stay silent I just, you know, I would read all that I could and research online about it. But all that did was make me want to get into it more. So moving forward, I did take the leap. Um, still kind of nervous about running into familiar faces. I went to a munch, uh, which is a kinky meetup, but in a vanilla setting, like a coffee shop in vanilla clothing, meaning nothing extreme um that's warning like you know the the dungeon or anything like that and I ended up getting really comfortable my confidence went through the roof everyone was so welcoming like everyone was any you know size color it didn't matter like everyone was just really really nice and the diversity was um very you know pleasant to discover and so I immediately felt at home, you know, these people are very different and different in a way because they were not afraid. They didn't live in fear of their desires. They embraced it. And anyone who was willing to embrace their, you know, kinks and desires, they would, you know, support them in doing that. And so I fell in love with the way that people treated me, treated others. You know, I would witness third party. And I said, this is something that I can never get at work, of course. You know, this is something um, that maybe I'm missing, but I'll continue to explore and take it slow. And so from there, I visited my my dungeon and it was even better. Um, I met the the owner and, you know, she was really really welcoming to everyone she socialized there were so many different people um you know several things to do it it literally felt like a playground it was just so many things to do so many people moving around and having fun you hear laughter in the background um things like that and and it was it was very very pleasant and after that visit that initial visit i was hooked I had to come back, not necessarily to participate in anything, but just being in the environment did a lot for me. And that helped with my accepting. So whenever I had those weird thoughts about, you know, what if I run into someone or what if someone finds out that I'm into this, those thoughts became more quiet because they were being replaced with thoughts of being happy and satisfied and joyous. So I don't think those thoughts ever went away because somewhere in my mind, I do wonder like, God, if I run into someone, but I'm so happy in this lifestyle and I'm so comfortable, I'm likely going to, you know, try and convince that familiar face if I ever ran into them, you know, um, about how great this is. And at the same time, you know, if you run into somebody in that world, that secret stays there. So it's like, you know, the, the fear has no place, you know, because that person or that familiar face that I feared would be there for the very same reason that I am. So that was um, probably the height of my acceptance. 
And after that moment, it, it became easier. Um, I began to read more and become more knowledgeable. I attended workshops and presentations. And I realized that everyone who's in a, you know, a sane adult has participated in kink at some point. I think about Valentine's Day. It was, it was you know, a moment of enlightenment. The furry handcuffs, the, the cute spankings, the feathers and things like that. People don't realize that is kink, you know, the, the ropes, that's BDSM, that's bondage. And so um, I realized that it's not as abnormal as maybe a myth could have suggested, but it was completely normal and more people did it. It's just the world is so private and sacred that it's not on display and therefore it's it's tough to know you know how i guess many people enjoy and what makes it so normal but in closing that was my acceptance i had to internalize it in my head um working alongside those fears and combating those with positive thoughts and thoughts of freedom and liberation and then becoming stepping out of my comfort zone, stepping out of my comfort zone and gravitating toward the thing that gave me peace and happiness. And that's what this lifestyle did for me. So, yeah, that is my story um, that I wanted to share about accepting Mistress D's kinks. Well, I hope you all enjoyed that uh, personal story of mine about accepting my kink. Um, so I want to reiterate a few takeaways from that story um, as to what I did to start accepting my kink um, or my, you know, involvement in the BDSM lifestyle. So what did I do? First thing I did I sat on it for a while. These, you know, decisions in any capacity takes time to process. You know, you have to go, you know, challenge. You're putting a new concept against an old one. And so a lot of times that requires research and processing and, you know, questioning and just time to marinate on it. So, yeah, I this was not a you know, thing that took a couple days or even a couple weeks. I'm not sure how long exactly, but I just remember it's, it's all a part of the journey. The accepting is a part of the journey. It's like the honeymoon stage of kink. And so, yeah, I researched, I researched, I researched. And, you know, that's almost advice to anyone before you start anything. You want to know as much as you can about it so you can be as safe as possible and enjoy it as much as you can. And what that did for me, it gave me confidence um, and knowledge to make a decision about how I wanted to approach the lifestyle and what impact it would have on myself or a future partner. So the research part and the sitting on it was totally necessary. Um, also in that research, like any of those myths, you know, that could be coupled in with some of those fears like, you know, well, kink is only wearing freaking leather and spikes and it's not, you know, what if that was a thought or a fear? Doing that research is going to um, 
right some of those wrongs when it comes to any myths that we've heard or seen in movies or, you know, read in books and things of that nature. So with, you know, ongoing research and study, um, I grew to admire the community for a number of reasons, the way they accepted everyone, the way they supported one another, and the way they were just fearless about going into this lifestyle. It 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 literally blew me away. I'd seen nothing like it. Um, so for that reason, I was, you know, drawn to the lifestyle. And with that, my comfort level grew. Um, I started making friends in the community. Um, but in a nutshell, everything was gradual. Everything was slowly. And what I did, because everything about this is mental. I, I don't know the exact percentage, but I would say when it comes to kink and fetishes and BDSM, more than 50% of it is mental. So that is where acceptance starts is in the mental. And for me, that was realizing that kink and BDSM is just negotiating on how you want to be pleased or how you would like to enjoy the sexual aspect of yourself. Like, it sounds very simple. Like, yeah, I feel that in the lifestyle, the kink lifestyle, the negotiation, the consent is such a priority. It almost makes you wonder like, damn, you know, in a vanilla relationship, we don't necessarily do this. It's very, you know, go with the flow and maybe communicate to my partner like, I don't like that. But we never think about doing it in somewhat of a transactional kind of way, which is sometimes how, you know, having the conversations before play or discussing contracts about how to play. But it's literally negotiating everything you want everything you want, everything you don't want. Um, and, and I, in realizing that helped me accept it because there was nothing to be afraid of. If it's something I didn't want to do, I didn't have to, and I wasn't going to be shamed or, you know, feel guilty about it at all. It was, it was magical (laughs) for lack of a better word. Um, and then just understanding for me that it's not some weird, unheard of lifestyle. Um, but it, it had a protective, it has a protective bubble around it. So you'd be surprised at who participates in this lifestyle because it is great. It's to me, it's a form of therapy. It is a form of exercise. It is a form of, you know, a social activity for some. It's a number of great benefits that can help any person physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, because there's so many things you can do on, you know, a number of levels and intensities. And, and it, it becomes this beautiful thing that you get to create for yourself. So with that being said, I did mention the ICE method. So uh, here at the fetish school, I created this ICE method to help anyone who is questioning or curious about the kink lifestyle and they don't really know where to start in their mental when it comes to accepting it. So the ICE method. So the I um, is identifying your kink. You can't accept something you're not aware of. So that includes exploring what turns you on and getting educated on it. Now, this should not include anything unlawful, um, such as engaging with minors or any physical, you know, psychological abuse of anything of that nature. But it should be pleasurable for you 
and anyone who is involved um, and of course with consent. So identifying what that kink is and, and getting educated, read about it, find articles, um, follow, you know, a forum, you know, to start a discussion about it in your kink community and, or, you know, hands on, go slow, you know, and just try it out, you know, and you'd be surprised by identifying your kink, you find that, hey, this is very, you know, safe. It's very normal. This is this is cool. Or I've actually done this before. I just didn't know what it was at the time. So identify your kink is step one in the acceptance process of your kink. Number two, the C in ICE is come to terms. Come to terms with your kink. Accept it for yourself and say, even out loud, you know what? This is what I like. This is what brings me joy. I'm not harming myself. I'm not harming anyone else. And it is quite normal and okay. So countering any negative thoughts with the knowledge of the safety of your kink and that you're not alone. You're not the only person in the world who has that. There's a saying that says there's nothing new under the sun that go that same saying goes true in the world of kink. So you're not alone. Nine times out of 10, if you have a kink for, I don't know, tufted chairs, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Someone out there has that very same kink too. So understand that you are not alone. Also, you want to recognize that there are levels of intensity to all of kink. Um, you, you know, you don't want to imagine the most extreme case because again, this is something that you create for yourself. You create it yourself. You can do what you want or not do anything at all. You don't have to be on the extreme end of the spectrum when it comes to any type of kink or any type of fetish or any participation in bondage, um, sadism, masochism, you know, dominance, you don't have to be on the extreme or you can totally start at the extreme. Whatever makes you happy is the sweet part and the secret sauce to this lifestyle. So be okay with trying it. Hell, the truth is, and this has happened to me, you might try something, you get excited about it, you research it out and you give it a try and it fucking sucks totally normal no kink or fetish is permanent not even your role is permanent you may start off as a submissive move into a dominant and then later decide I'm a switch because I need a bit of both so none of that stuff is permanent and truthfully your kink is your business it's no one else's you don't have to put it on display you don't have to talk about it no one's gonna question you about it um, within the world of kink and BDSM because that is one of the, you know, protocols. You don't inquire about someone unless they, you know, welcome that or, you know, it's appropriate to do so. So that's how you come to terms with it. You want to recognize what that kink is, understand that you don't have to go to the extreme when exploring these kinks or fetishes and you're not the only one and it's totally okay if you try it and don't like it. And that leads into the the E of ice, and that is execute or embrace. So start slow. Once you research everything, you identify what you like or what you don't like, 
it's time to embrace it. You know what? This is my thing and I'm going to do it. I may not, you know, act out on it right away, but I'm going to do something small to get the ball rolling. So absolutely embrace it. Start slow. Um, start slow by watching those videos, reading erotic literature, finding your online community. I mean, your phone is going to be, you know, the most common way to connect to any of these channels and in starting slow. So execute it, S determine what your kink is and identify a way to, to start slow, um, whether that's visiting um, your nearest dungeon watching that video or finding a blog about that particular fetish. Um, the good thing about this lifestyle is it doesn't always have to be um, in person. You can do this online. You can do it with a partner across the world um, or you can do it for yourself in, in your mental health and just reading about it or or watching it. So keep that in mind identify your kink, definitely come to terms with it in your own timing and find healthy ways to execute and embrace. Now, the second part I would like to address is what if you have a partner? What, what if I'm not a solo person and I'm enjoying this lifestyle, but I have a partner? And what if they are vanilla, meaning they're not in the lifestyle at all? How do I introduce this to my partner without feeling weird, making things awkward, or just totally getting rejected? Well, step one is don't spring it on them. Don't just throw it out there like a random fleeting thought. You want to treat this as something that's near and dear to you because most times it is. Now, there's nothing wrong if it's just something you know kind of freaky you want to try out. Nothing wrong with that at all. But if this is a part of your lifestyle, you've accepted it yourself and now it's time to, you know, bring it to the attention of your partner, I would recommend picking a time where there are no work distractions, um maybe, you know, over a nice dinner phones are put away because those are such a distraction whenever it comes to sharing something intimate and I would recommend starting slow reveal the information um in a way that lets them know like this is important to me and I would like to get your opinion on it I you know maybe inform them of where you are in the process like I haven't executed on any of these, but I'm totally thinking about it and I want to run it past you. And this is what it is. And it makes me feel like X, Y, and Z. And, you know, more specifically, what I enjoy most about this fetish is that it makes me feel like X, Y, and Z. And, you know, lay it out there in a, you know, honest and transparent way about how you arrive there. It's almost like going to elementary school, address the who, what, when, where, and how, and, you know, let your partner know, give them the opportunity to be in that moment with you, understand where you are mentally, emotionally about the particular kink that you're interested in and hoping that they'll accept as well. And let them know how, it, how important it is to you, you know, um, letting them know, like, I need you to be on board with this because, you know, it's really important to me and I've done research on it and I want to explore it or, 
you know, in some cases, like, you know, and if you're not, you know, it's totally fine, but, you know, we'll have to talk through it some more or whatever. But get into the conversation in a casual way um, and but very, you know, serious without the distraction so they can take you seriously. You know, I wouldn't recommend, you know, just kind of throwing this out there over drinks and shots at the bar. Like, again, you know, at home, you know, before, you know, dinner, or while you're eating dinner, or before a movie or, you know, um, before you wind down to go to sleep and you're both reading a book or something like that. Prime time, in my opinion, to maybe bring this up in conversation and see how they feel about it. Um, and definitely sharing those details of what turns you on because, you know, they're your partner. You give them the opportunity to be in the moment with you and they may surprise you and totally jump at it like, oh my God, I'm into that shit too. Let's go. So, you know, you want to put that out there and let your partner um be informed about, you know, your health and your well-being and be able to express their feelings about it as well. Now, the second part of that is what if you do all of that and they completely reject you? Well, to minimize that rejection's totally possible. It totally is. Everyone is not into the same things. So it's totally possible. Now, if your partner rejects your idea or your kink of choice, step one, don't take it personal. Some people, you know, project their sexual insecurities onto you. It could totally have nothing to do with the kink itself. It could be something that they're mentally dealing with, or, you know, it could be past things that impact their way of thinking when it comes to a particular idea of kink. So don't take it personal. Absolutely respect that and give them some time. Just totally give them some time. If you, you know, have that conversation a couple days or a couple weeks, um, you know, I would recommend to not press it. You can absolutely mention it again if you've not gotten their true feelings, but giving them some time to process just like you did in your head when you started to accept your kink. Keep that in mind because they want to please you, but at the same time, we have to take their mental health um, into consideration as well. Um, and then, you know, maybe have a follow-up conversation. Again, find some undistracted time to discuss it further and decide if you're kink compatible or kink incompatible. Um, you know, I feel like in relationships, you can absolutely work through anything as long as both parties are willing to and, you know, are willing to compromise in some way or another. But there are times where, you know, a, a particular need of a person um, is totally incompatible with that partner. Totally, totally possible. Um, and so, you know, respect that and decide as a team, as, you know, partners, this is something you need or this is something you're into, but I'm not. How do we go about it? How do we fix it? So that's what your partner's there for. If they're not open to that, um, I would say... <laughs> And I'm nobody's relationship coach in, in that sense, but your needs matter too. Especially, again, we're not talking about some freaky one-off situation. We're talking about a lifestyle you would like to live in a very intimate aspect of your life, which is sexual and your partner's in that room with you. So 
if they reject that and you got you find that you're completely incompatible kink wise um definitely seek some additional you know encouragement and, and support a relationship counselor to kind of work through that um and you'll be surprised you'll have wonderful results it'll it'll bring you closer um and, and I have seen that happen, you know, it, it can bring a couple closer because it takes a lot to be that vulnerable and intimate with a person and have them um, let them into that world of your your kinks, fetishes and desires. So that is definitely um, the ice method and how to handle having this discussion with your partner and what to do if they reject you. So I hope this was helpful, ladies and gentlemen, and you walk the journey of acceptance because life's too short to suppress any type of energy, any negative energy, because it could manifest in other ways and affect your physical health. And that's backed by science. So go at life, you know, full on and accept all parts of yourself be patient with yourself and just know that this lifestyle is normal more people are involved in it than you realize it's just we don't know that because it is very private and it's totally fine now the last thing i want to leave you with is anytime we discuss kinks and fetishes and things of that nature as a safety safety is first and primary so if at any point during this discovery phase or even accepting your kink or fetish you experience um, any sexual urges or fantasies or any behavior that causes clinical significant distress or impairment whether it be social or occupational please seek professional or medical assistance. Again, this lifestyle is about freedom and liberty and pleasure. Um, but more importantly, it is about safety, consent. This lifestyle should enhance everything around you and not the complete opposite. And if it does, again, please seek assistance. If you have any questions about any of the information that was uh, revealed here, if you um, have, you know, need some ideas, please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at The Fetish School, or you can visit the website www.thefetishschool.com. And we are happy to coach you or consult you with anything around your kink, your fetish, or BDSM. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen. I am Mistress D. Have a good one. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, uh, accepting your kink. I hope you found this episode very informative, super helpful for yourself, as well as any partners that are involved uh, in the journey of accepting your kink or your decision to um, become active in the BDSM kink lifestyle. So as a reminder, before I let you go, as you move through this, please don't forget the ICE method. What is that? Let's identify that kink research that kink um, understand it for yourself so that you can share it with a partner if they want to know more about it you want to come to terms with your kink or with your decision to become active in the lifestyle so that's controlling those negative thoughts 
busting any myths with, you know, a plethora of research and and understanding that there's nothing abnormal about this. This is your business. This has nothing to do with anyone else. And the truth is most of everyone participates in this lifestyle anyway. Um, And of course, take your time, execute this in your own timing, embrace it, watch videos, join forums, read literature, you name it, embrace it, enjoy it. It is to be a benefit, not a hindrance. Uh, Now, if you're sharing this with a partner, of course, uh, be mindful don't spring it on them and give them as many details and allow them to process support them through this news or through this pivot in your relationship the same way that they're going to support you that's what partnership is all about and if for any reason you are rejected in that partnership or your idea is rejected again give them some time do not take it personal and then find more time to discuss it and determine if you are kink incompatible Uh, and that is totally possible as well and as always ladies and gentlemen we want you to stay safe and so if any of these fantasies sexual urges or behaviors cause you any distress or um, prevents you from performing at home or at work please let's seek some assistance medical um, and professional assistance there So again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Um, I hope you enjoyed my personal story um, when it comes to accepting kink on my end, uh, which was quite the journey. Um, But as always, if you need ideas, need some assistance, you can always reach me on Instagram at The Fetish School. Um, You can also reach me on my website, and that is www.thefetishschool.com. And I am happy to assist you um, and consult you with anything that you need as far as your kink and any fetishes that you may have. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for today. I hope that you will come back because it's been an absolute pleasure spending time with you today. Now, before I let you go, I have to give you a little bit of homework Now, how many of you have had sex in front of the mirror? Mm, I know I'm guilty of that. Well, little did you know, that's an actual fetish. This is going to be a mouthful. It's called catatronophilia. So that is the arousal of having sex in front of the mirror. So if you turn you on, yeah, the mirror is for you. Working on that beach body. How can it not turn you on? So yes, do your homework, ladies and gentlemen. If you enjoy having sex in front of the mirror, that is your homework. Go do it. Go go enjoy that fetish, right? (laughs) Well, until next time, ladies and gentlemen, that is all for this episode. Please stay safe, stay kinky, and stay tuned. Class dismissed.